Mr. Benfica is a production of the PTB Media Network. All rights reserved. All opinions are my own. Mr. Benfica can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Himalaya, as well as select episodes on YouTube at the Mr. Benfica channel there on YouTube and also all episodes available at www.mrbenfica.com. What's up, Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode number 95 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agustinu, and in this episode, it is all about the ladies. That's right, it's about the ladies. Tonight, we're talking women's football. First time this season I have had to, I've had the opportunity to do an episode specifically for them. And it's a historic day, so I'm glad we're doing this today because Benfica have won their first ever European match in women's football. UEFA Women's Champions League qualifier preliminary round today in Greece. Benfica went to to Pauk and did what the men could not do. They came away with a 3-1 victory um, in central Macedonia that part of Greece, and they advance to the next round. They are now 90 minutes away from the Champions League proper. Um, Pauk were one of the higher-rated teams in this competition, or in this round of the competition, I should say. This is a big victory for Benfica on their debut in European competitions. But in this episode, we're going to review the whole season so far. All right, we got about a month's worth to go over. And I'll go over the four matches in the league as well as a Portuguese Cup match. And we'll finish with today's um, UEFA Women's Champions League first preliminary round match. Again, it was Benfica at Pauk in Greece. Benfica winning 3-1. to one. But let's first take a look uh, at the roster because we have... Uh, 
we have lost a number of players from last season. Okay, I was very concerned about this season when I saw how many players left between the end of last season and the off season. Remember that the 2019-2020 season did not conclude. There was no champion, even though Benfica were in first place at the time that the competition was halted. And um, as a result of being in first place, they were granted this spot in the Champions League. So that is how they got there. Uh, but uh, they were not crowned champions officially. So as we look now, um, like I said, there were a lot of exits from the team in this offseason. There were a lot of players that, uh, most likely for financial reasons, due to COVID also. And some players began leaving last season already. But gone are some of the familiar faces. Of course, in the middle or towards the end of last season, we lost Ejace, the Brazil World Cup veteran. She went to play for uh, Football Madrid. And uh, we lost later Yasmin and Diane, our two left our left and our right back, excuse me, our two outside backs. Uh, we've also, I mean, I could go down the laundry list of players that left. What I'll do instead is read to you the roster of who we have now, okay? So we have a total of 27 players in the team. Some of these are U19 players that that uh, play on both rosters, okay? And we've also had a... Uh, an injury or two already in this season, so um, the team is is pretty thin, making this victory today even more impressive. So, our our captain is Sylvia Chabelu, and um, we also have Chloe Lacasse, the Canadian. We have Carol Costa, the Carol Costa, excuse me, the Portugal international. Nicole Raísla. Is a Brazil international. Ana Vitória is a Brazil international. Christy Uchibi, a Nigerian international. Jolene Amani is a Dutch player who I don't believe has represented the Netherlands yet. But remember that the Netherlands were in the World Cup final just uh, one summer ago, a summer and a half ago, a year and a half ago or so uh, in 2019. Katarina Amado is a forward. She's a young Portuguese player, 21 years old. Pauleta is our Galician Spanish holding midfielder, very much a a uh, phasia type in midfield. Our captain Darlene is a Brazilian international and our club's all-time leading goal scorer. We have young Portugal international Andrea Faria. She is 20 years old and a midfielder. Matilde Fidalgo is a defender, also a Portugal international and a cousin of Bernardo Silva. Beatriz Camerão is a young Portuguese midfielder. Carolina Vilão is a goalkeeper, 19 years old, Portugal youth international. Carlota Cristo is a 22-year-old Portuguese forward. Jassi Vosconcelos returned from loan this season, as did Carlota Cristo, I should say. But Jassi Vosconcelos is a forward Portuguese. Uh, Dani Newhouse is our Brazilian goalkeeper. She has also represented her country. Uh, Ana Seisa is a 19-year-old Portuguese defender. Francisca Nazareth, or Kika as we call her, is a, I believe, 17-year-old Portuguese uh, midfielder. Beatriz Nogueira, a young Portuguese forward. Evi Pereira is a Cape Verdean winger. 
and she suffered a tough injury last season and is still working her way back. Amelia Silva is a Portuguese forward. Mariana Alberto, a these these players I believe are all uh, U19s that 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 uh, do double duty to fill out the roster. Mariana Alberto is a defender. Mariana Diogo is a goalkeeper. Ana Oliveira is a goalkeeper. Maria Ma- uh, Malta is a 17-year-old midfielder. And Erika Ventura is a forward. So that's our roster right now. So the season got started in September, late September to be exact. And we will move to that. as the, It got kicked off on the 27th. Of September, it was Benfica traveling to my hometown, to Caldas de Reina, to the Quinta de Boneca complex uh, that belongs to the city, and playing against Adus Francos. And that game would be a victory for Benfica to start off the season. Notice, this is the team Benfica scored 32 goals on last season. This season, it was only a 5-0 victory, which made me nervous right off the bat because... I have a hard time believing Adus Francos is that much better. Um, perhaps they're a bit better, and I know we are a bit weaker. Here's the 11 that Luis Castro, the manager, back for his second season, presented in this match. He started young Carolina Villon in goal for this one, and then he went with Caterina Amado, Silvia Rabelo, and Carol Costa. Costa, excuse me. I don't know why. Saying her first name, I find it difficult to pronounce. Her last name in Portuguese. I never have an issue pronouncing Costa in Portuguese. But for some reason, the way her first name rolls, it goes into a Spanish Costa instead of Costa. But it's Carol Costa. Um, she started in the center of defense, of course, with Silvia Rabelo. And then you had Jassi Vasconcelos, Andrea Faria, Pauleta Beatriz Cameirão, uh, Jolene Amani, Chloe Lacasse, and... Nicole Raisla, Raisla, excuse me, starting as the 11 for that match in Adush, at Adus Francos. And also coming off the bench was Matilde Fidalgo in the 73rd minute. Ana Vitoria was subbed on at halftime, as was Darlene, and she would score in the 50th minute. Uh, Carlotta Cristo would come on in the 70th. The other goals were scored two from Chloe Lacasse and one from Jolene Amani. And Benfica get off to a 5-0 victory to start uh, the campaign. We move on to the following week, okay? And it was more of what we were used to last season. Benfica uh, would host Athletic Orinense at the Tapadinha, uh, where the women do play the majority of their home matches. This was, um, which is in the Almada region of Lisbon. Or in the Almada neighborhood, I should say, at the Stadio de Tapadi. Oh, excuse me, at the Alcantara uh, section of Lisbon, not Almada, Alcantara. And um, it's also the home to Atletico, uh, Atletico Clube de Portugal um, in the in the Campeonato Nacional de Seniors for the men. Actually, I believe they they've they've been relegated all the way to the district level for financial reasons. But anyway, in this one, it was Benfica nine, Athletic Oriens one. Uh, Benfica's goals scored by Nicole Raisla had had two, Darlene had two, Ana Vitoria one, Jolene Amani one, Carlota Cristo one, Chloe Lacasse one, and Christy Uchibi won uh, the eleven in that match. Carolino Villon, again, the goalkeeper, Caterina Amado, Anasesa, 
Silvia Ravello and Carol Costa in the back, and a Vittoria Paulita Amani, and uh, excuse me, Ana Vittoria Paulita uh, Amani are the three in midfield with Darlene playing behind Chloe Lacassi and Le- Nicole Raisla. Um, also utilized in this match in the 45th on came Matilde Fidalgo. In the in the 55th, uh, Christy Uchibi came on. She would score a goal in the 90th. In the 69th, there was a triple substitution as Luis Andrade sent on Andrea Faria, Beatriz Camerão, and Carlota Cristo. Uh, Carlota would score in the 78th. As um, Benfica, of course, uh, saw up three points here, and they put themselves ahead to start the season with a... or. In week two, I should say, they put themselves ahead on goal difference for the time being. Is um, a pretty st- straightforward victory. What we've come to expect from this team in its short history. Uh, after that, they would they would try they would host again a week later on October the tenth. They would host. The Mayans at home at the Tapadinha, and that would be a four-nothing result. And the eleven in that match, uh, Danny Newhouse would get her debut for the season in goal. Katrina Madu, Silvia Ravelu, Carl Costa, and Jassi Vasconcelos make out the back four with Ana Vitoria, Andrea Faria, and Christy Uchibi in midfield. Darlene, Chloe Lacasse, and Nicole Raisla, the trio up front. Goals were scored by Darlene and two by Chloe Lacasse, while an own goal had was also scored in the 31st minute by the Mayans' uh, Carolina Correa. Off the bench in that one came Matilde Fidalgo in the 70th, and before that, in the 60th, Beatriz Camerão and Jolene Amani. Also in the 70th, Carlota Cristo came off the bench. She, of course, returning from a loan last season at Valadares de Gaia. And Beatriz Nogueira would come on in the 77th minute. 4-0 victory, as we said. Benfica there, perfect. Three victories from three matches, nine points. And then the most recent league match came just three... Actually, before we get to the next league match, we there was a Portuguese Cup match played on the 14th of October. Okay, um, on a win, on a midweek, and the Portuguese Cup. This was actually a semifinal of last season's Portuguese Cup. So, um, even though the League Cup was canceled last season, the federation decided to that they would conclude or they would finish the Portuguese Cup this season. Um, this is so. This is last season's Portuguese Cup. This can get confusing. So in the 2019-2020 Portuguese Cup semi-final, which was slotted in the middle of the 2020-2021 season, or after the, I should say after the kickoff of that season, uh, Benfica would travel north to Vila Nova de Famalicão to take on Fama, and this was a exciting match. I did watch this one from start to finish, and it would be. Um, it would be played on a artificial surface that was not good. I'm going to be honest. It was played at the Academia do, do Famalicão in Villanova do Famalicão. And again, this is a one-off semifinal. Originally scheduled to be a two-leg semifinal, but the Federation changed it to a one-off given that it was postponed by six months and we are now in the in the next season. But 
the federation wants to conclude last season's Portuguese Cup, so they did. They are going to play these semifinals and final. Um, Benfica would line up for this one with Dani Newhouse, Katarina Amadu, Silvia, and Carol in the center of defense. And then the left back on this day was going to be actually... Did they play with? It looks like they played with three that day, with five in midfield: Ana Vitoria, Andrea Fria, Pauleta, and uh, Christy Uchibe, and Darlen. Though a five in midfield that day, I apologize for the uh, the <laughs> stuttering there. But it was it was five in midfield. It was a three-five-two, with Chloe and Nicole playing in in the front. They were the two in attack. Famalicão. Newly promoted Fumalico, uh with some with some recognizable names here. Most uh, notably, their goalkeeper in Portugal international Ruth Costa, cur- current Portuguese national team goalkeeper. So the eleven for for them would be Ruth Costa, Sara Monteiro, Morin, the Brazilian, G Santos, another Brazilian, Mariana Azevedo, Portuguese, uh, Gabi Moraes is the captain, and she is also Brazilian with. Solange Carvalhas, who was a former Braga player, as is Ruth Costa, and Mylena Freitas, Carolina Rocha, and Maria Negrão. Now, Gabi Moraes, the captain, is also a. She is also. Uh, uh, sorry, she is the captain. And Vitoria Almeida is their profile player. Um, she spent most of this game going to ground. I did not like this player very much. She's a tall, strong striker, Brazilian. Um, good body, good good positioning. Does a lot of things right, but is always coming in late with challenges. Um, she she would hit, like I said, she would hit the ground a lot. She wasted a lot of time um, feigning injury. Family Cow are managed by our former manager, someone I'm very fond of, João Marques. Um, I'm very fond of him because he. I uh, sent him a a congratulatory message once, and he actually responded through through uh, Instagram, and we ended up having you know a couple conversations, and I I really liked the way that he built this Benfica squad from nothing, uh, and then unexplainably left. He got them promoted, and then went to join Family Co. Again, not sure what was going on there. Um, must have been something behind the scenes. However, um, like I said, he's a good manager, and he quickly has brought Fumalicão to the same uh, Patomar, the same level as a Benfica, and with a smaller budget, obviously. But there has been some strong investment from Fumalicão in this women's uh, team as they arrive as a, technically a second division team in the semifinals, the same way Benfica had one season earlier. They had since been promoted. They are in the first division this season. Um, and of course, Benfica's manager is now Luis Andrade. We get to it, and in the third minute, uh, there was a penalty called on Famalicão. Nicole Raísla steps up, and she would score the the penalty kick and put Benfica ahead one nil. But uh, the favor would be returned in the forty first minute on a a bad call, no no doubt, a bad call as um. Vitoria Almeida, the star player for Famalicão, would convert the penalty kick 1-1. But in the 90th plus 2, it would be Chloe Lacasse getting on the end of a cross, a cross along the ground, across the face of goal, out of Ruth Costa's uh, 
reach and on to Chloe Lacasse um, from Ana Vitoria. And Chloe puts it in the far corner. And Benfica would win this match at the death in advance to the final. This was a very hard-fought match. This took a lot out of them. And um, Benfica deserving winners. But they really struggled in this match. Um, I think the surface had a lot to do with it. And I think the incredibly high number of fouls committed by Famalicão also made it difficult for Benfica. And given they were playing their old manager who knew what they wanted to do, um, this this match really made me concerned and made me wonder uh, how the, how we're going to fare in Europe with this type of trouble with Famalicão. But we did advance to the final, and then three days later, on the 17th of October, we would fly to Madeira, and play Maritimo, fall behind a goal to nil. But um, after Carol Costa was sent off incorrectly by the, the referee, in my opinion and in most opinions, uh, called for a high foot that ended up becoming a straight red card. Um, Benfica would come back. So Benfica would start this match in Maritimo, in Funchal, at the Camp de Futebol, Edlino Rodrigues. And they would start with Carolina Villon returning in goal. Matilde Fidalgo would be this starting right back in this one. Silvia Rivello at the center of defense with Carol Costa. As we said, Carol Costa sent off in the 31st minute. Incorrectly, in my opinion. Jassi Vosconcelos also in the back. Then in midfield, Pauleta Beatriz Quimeron and Jolene Amani. While Darlene Carlotta Christ and Chloe Lacasse would, would uh, fire the attack up front. Substitutes included in this match in the 45th at halftime. Christy Uchibi would come on and replace Darlene um, after Darlene would bring Benfica level from the penalty spot in uh, minute number 45. Okay, so it was 1-1 at that point. And in the... I I skipped a goal there. I apologize. So it was Telma Encarnação scoring four for Maritimo. They would line up with Portuguese Bárbara Santos in goal, Brazilian um, um, Amanda Francisco, Paula Fernandes, Claudio Vie Claudia Vieira, Nuiza Caldeira, Iliana Amado, Tanya Mateus, a Puerto Rican international Karina uh, Socaras, Nadia Freitas, Telma Encarnação, Encarnação, also a Portugal international and Brazilian. Marcelli, that would be the 11 that Luis Gabriel, the manager of Maritimo, would line up with. And um, in the 12th minute, Telma Encarnação would, would beat the offside trap, would dribble the goalkeeper, Carolina Villon, and put the ball in the goal to make it 1-0 for the home side. Maritimo and Befica trailing for the first time this season. Uh, but in the 26th minute, Befica would be benefited from an own goal from the same Telma Encarnação. And then, as we said, uh, Darlene in the 45th plus four would convert a penalty kick and make it 2-1 to one as Befica head into the team rooms for half time. In the 61st minute, Nicole Raísla would come on and replace Carlota Cristo. And... In the sixty, in that same sixty-first minute, off a corner kick, Silvia Cabello, the central defender, would head the ball in for good measure and seal up the three points for Benfica. Ten man or ten player Benfica playing against eleven, 
and they would see out the result. Substitutes still to come on in the 81st minute. Amelia Silva would debut, and Mariana Alberto would get her debut in the 85th minute as uh, Benfica would see to the results, as we said, and return to mainland Portugal with the three points. Perfect four for four in the league. Let's take a look then at the table in the Liga BPE. As it is loading on my screen, and we have our table here. So after four rounds in the Liga BPE, Sporting lead right now with four wins, no draws, no defeats, 24 goals, 4-3 against for a plus 21 goal difference. Benfica also on 12 points, four victories, no draws, no defeats, just like their Skun Circular rival or our Skun Circular rival. Benfica with 21 goals for two allowed for a plus 19 Goal difference, so two goals behind Sporting right now. The two teams will see each other this month um, in the first derby of the season. Third place right now belongs to Damayens. They have nine points from four matches. Fourth place is Istrio Praia at this point with seven points from four matches. Now the top four will advance to the championship stage uh, later this year or later this season. These teams will play each other twice. Uh, and for the first 18 matches. And then the top four from the north and the top four from the south will advance to the championship stage where 14 more matches will be played to crown a champion. Uh, fifth place right now is Maritimo with six points. Uh, they're the same. They're level on points with Amora also with six, but Maritimo have a zero, an even goal difference, while Amora are negative four. Seventh place is Torreense with four points. They have three matches played, one victory, one loss, one defeat. Five goals, four, six against, minus one goal difference. And then we get to the teams with no points, and it's just the goal difference separating them. In eighth, it's Adus Frankuj with no points, minus 10 goal difference. Also on a minus 10 goal difference with no points is Football Benfica, better known as Fofo. And bringing up the rear in 10th place, last place is Athletic Oriens. Also, obviously, no points, and they have a minus 17 goal difference. The goal-scoring race right now in the league is as followed. Sporting's Raquel Fernandes is top with six goals, and and uh, Benfica's, Benfica's pair of strikers, Darlene and Chloe Lacasse, each have five and are one behind her. Unfortunately, since this last match was played, um, Darlene has suffered a sports hernia and has required surgery. And now she will be out for some time, I believe until March, if I if I remember correctly. This happened about two weeks ago. It's been a, a while. It's been three and a half, four weeks since Benfica have played a league match because there was an international break for players to go to their national teams. And that brings us to... Today's Champions League match against Pauk. I'm going to take a quick break, though. We're going to pay a bill. And on the other side, we will have uh, the review of Pauk Benfica here on Mr. Benfica. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinu. You can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. On Instagram at Mr. Benfica. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. And on, you can, excuse me, and on 
uh, YouTube just by searching Mr. Benfica. All right, and don't forget to check out www.mrbenfica.com. There is a list of archived episodes there as well. All right, we'll be right back here on Mr. Benfica episode 95. Episode 95, that was Chloe Lacaste, the Canadian uh, winger for Benfica or forward, uh, talking to what you can't even call it uh, the media. It was more like Pauk's 
public relations people um, through a series of interpreters after the match. Um, talking about the importance, though, of this victory for Benfica. Talking about, um, you know, it's a new program, is, is the term she used. The club just just started the department two seasons ago and to have already reached the Champions League and to pick up the first victory. This is a very monumentous, historic day for the club. And I, I have said this before, women's football is going to be huge in the next generation, okay? Um, in the next decade, you are going to see this sport grow leaps and bounds. And Benfica almost didn't get in on time, okay? They almost didn't get into this in time. And I'm glad they did. And I am a little bit disappointed that uh, there was a huge... Uh, divestment from the club as a lot of money was taken out of the budget and a lot of top level players were uh, were let go so I'm I am quite upset about that still but at the the end of the day um, it is very very good for Benfica to be where they are it's very good for women's football in Portugal that Benfica are the ones there no disrespect to Sporting Braga they did a great job last year they reached the Champions League proper they reached the round of 32 and then had quite the misfortune of meeting a Paris, Paris Saint-Germain right off the bat a French runner-up um, they were the previous season's Champions League runner-up as the two French teams had found their way to the final so it was a very tough break for them and to be realistic that's the type of um, that is the type of thing Benfica is fighting for here in these early rounds is the likelihood of drawing a powerhouse once they do get into the Champions League proper. Now, the Women's Champions League, for this year at least, still operates differently than the men's. There is no group stage, okay? So you play these these um, preliminary matches, which are normally actually a group stage. Last season, Braga advanced in a four-team group stage where all three games were played in the space of a week at one location. But this year, because of travel and because of COVID restrictions, um, UEFA decided that it would be single elimination preliminary matches. So Benfica goes to Greece today. Only one opportunity to advance. One match in 90 minutes. The team that wins advances to the second preliminary round. Uh, Benfica draw one of the higher rated teams in terms of the UEFA coefficient in this round. Um, and they take care of business. So there you heard you heard Chloe there talking about how it's historic. And she says it was for all the Benficistas back in Lisboa. That's right. Um, and it is great to, to uh, it, it is a great feeling to see this program or this department pick up this very important victory and to see um, the hard work pay off for these ladies. And as you know, if you listen to the show, I have been a big fan of this this team since day one. And um, I'm still, to my knowledge, the only podcast covering a Benfica women's matches and reviewing them in any language. So um, I'm going to call myself, I am the self-proclaimed number one Benfica women's football fan in the world, <laughs> definitely in the United States. Okay, so um, I will happily give myself that crown for now. But let's get to this match, all right? And I did want to say that I watched this on YouTube via Pauk's uh, channel. It is AC Pauk um, TV on YouTube. And this was quite an amateur production. 
I do sometimes like to comment on the production value and quality of these matches as um, it's something I, I I look at and it's something that I notice. I have a, a little bit of a background in in that when I was in high school I I was part of the I was part of the the club if you will that that produced television and I did a lot of sports when I wasn't playing football or running uh track and field or athletics as some of you call it. I was I was I I was either calling um volleyball, basketball, field hockey matches or I was I was recording them I was behind the camera and I produced a number of them myself this this broadcast really resembled one of my old high school um one of my old high school uh girls soccer productions because I did produce a few uh girls football matches for our school's fo- our school's girls team uh two simple two camera production and one up high one at field level but what really was was disappointing was the the post match interviews um no microphone no uh no buddy you know at least playing the role of the interviewer um there was the problem was the language barrier between these two teams there and this is coming of course unfairly for Pauk and their production team this is coming 24 hours after I've watched, uh, you know, I've watched uh, CBS, uh, CBS Sports, you know, cover the UEFA Champions League, the Men's Champions League, and I've watched Kate Abdo translate uh, press conferences verbatim on the fly. <laughs> she can translate in several languages. And here you had two English interpreters. One that was interpreting the Greek and translating it into English. And you had another one who was just an assistant coach for Benfica translating uh, English into Portuguese. So the Greek reporter would ask the question in Greek. The translator would re- would turn it into English. The Portuguese translator would then... <laughs> Translated into Portuguese for Luis Andrade, and we'll hear from him at the end of the episode. But for Chloe, fortunately, it only required an English translator. But you couldn't even hear her. You couldn't hear her question. It uh, was there was no there was no skill in asking the question. It was just what do you think? And um, it was a very amateur production, I have to say, and I have to be fair and critique Pauk for that. I know they don't have much of a budget, but let's get to the lineups now, the 11 for each side, starting with the home side, Pauk. The goalkeeper is Anthi Papakonstantiou, all right, and I promise to do my best with these names. (laughs) The Greek names are very, very uh, difficult, and I don't have that Malacca, uh, <laughs> that Malacca Leo Kukaki here to read them for me. You know, when we broke down the the men's games, I had him read the Greek names for me. So here we go. And uh, in the back, four in the back. Um, well, I'll just read the eleven starters for for Pauk because UEFA's website does not does not put them in any type of positioning. Um, we have. Um, Milijana Smiljokovic, uh, she is a Serbian. You have Anastasia Gatso, uh, Konstantina Stratzali, Ileni Kakamumbuki. You have Anastasia Spiridondu, Spiridonidu. You have Dimitra Karapesta, and then you have Maria Mitku 
Nicoletta Pizzisiu, Tomal Vardali, and the Colombian international Gisela Betancourt, the manager for Pauk is Spiridon Filipovu. Now, Benfica's starting 11 and Luis Andrade decides to go with the 19-year-old Carolina Villalon in goal over the veteran Danny Newhouse. Ana Cesa in the back on the left with, uh, with Silvia Gravelo and Carol Costa in the center. Caterina Amadu is the right back while you have Ana Vitoria, Andrea Faria, Pauleta and Christy Uchibi in midfield, and then Chloe Lacassi and Nicole Raisla up front in attack. And I'll turn to my notes here as I have a notice here. In the third minute, it's it's an early start, and it's a good start. And before we get to that, the match is played at the Makedonikos Stadium in in Thessaloniki, um, in suburban Thessalonikis. Um, in the Macedonia region of Greece, it's 19 degrees Celsius with so 73% humidity. The referee is from England. It is Christy Dowell, her assistants Lisa Rashid, Emily Carney, and Stacy Pearson is the fourth official. All of all of them of England. And it starts with Pauk trying to clear out of their end in the third minute. It is Paulita winning the loose ball on a hard tackle in midfield. Very well done. Well executed. And she quickly hits it to the flank where Chloe is streaking down the left. She beats her She beats her defender on the dribble. Cuts in towards goal. Goes from left to center. And then she drives a square pass onto the run of Nicole Raisla. Nicole gets a shot on goal, but it is saved by by Papa Constanciu with her right foot. But the rebound will squirt out, and Smiljokovic will try to clear it, but she clears it right in to the hard-pressing Ana Vitoria and off of Ana Vitoria, the ball deflects, and or I should say, the ball is blocked straight into the goal. It is cleared out of the goal, but it had already crossed the line. And Befica get their first European goal three minutes into the match. It is Ana Vitoria going in the history books as the first ever goal scorer for Befica in the Champions League. And Befica will dominate at that point as uh, this this match for the next for the next good 30 minutes would be played completely in the middle and attacking third for Benfica, moving the ball around nicely, uh, working it out of the back when necessary, swinging it around, Benfica possessing with a purpose, and uh, Benfica looked really, really good in this match, and this is the best they've looked all season. And even though I am concerned about the lack of investment, I'm concerned about the lack of of depth and quality in the side, we are using youth players as our as our our depth right now. But Mefica very 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 good, and we'll move ahead to the forty first minute. I'm going to fast forward all the way to the forty first minute, and it is Chloe from about twenty five meters who hits a right footed shot. It's along the ground. It beats the goalkeeper, but it clinks off of the upright right off of the post too. To Papa Constancio's right side, and Benfica nearly double their lead. But then, in the 44th minute, it would come 
to fruition as we have the ball being swung around the back four and eventually it gets to Kyle Costa. Kyle picks her head up and finds Uchibi with a very accurate pinpoint vertical pass about 30 meters or so along the ground right on to the instep of the Nigerian and Uchibi will turn see her space run at pace with the ball at the the defense as soon as she gets a defender to commit she slides it into the lane where Chloe Lacasi is perfectly timing her diagonal run she is in on goal one on one with the goalkeeper and she slides it by the goalkeeper and the Canadian makes it 2-0 to Benfica and a well deserved 2-0 lead as it is all Benfica in the first 45 minutes and you had to be feeling good about Benfica at this point if you're watching this match live. Not sure why this match was played at 1.30 p.m. local time in Greece. Uh, 12.30 uh, p.m. Portuguese Standard Time. 7.30 p.m. my time. I was working at this time, so I didn't get to see this live. I watched it after the fact. And, of course, with Greek commentary, I have no shame in admitting I didn't understand a single word other than Benfica. But uh, the two teams will go to the halftime uh, team talk with Benfica looking to to play, looking to content in their in their uh, lead, content in their play. Luis Andrade had to be very very pleased with the way his team performed in the first forty five minutes, and then in the fifty sixth minute, however, Benfica still in in control. Uh, they are under a little bit of pressure finally as as uh, Pauk, the Greek champions, are starting to come forward. And uh, this is a much more experienced side in terms of European play also for Benfica. And what happened, Pauk is, I should say. And you have Silvio Rebelo, the the captain, the Portugal international, trying to play out of the back under pressure. Benfica taking short corners also. This starts actually with a short corner, I should say. Uh, it starts with Carolina Villon playing the ball short in the box. Um, and trying to play out of the back. They lose it once. They recover it. Sylvia then tries to pick out Chloe with a pass as Chloe checks very deep into her own end to try to help get the ball out. She appears to be fouled. She's 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 uh, knocked into from behind by a Pauk player. The ball squirts free. It falls right onto the left foot of Pauk's Greek international, Tomai Vardali, and the former East Tennessee State Buccaneer. That's right, a North American tie in this player. Former former standout at East Tennessee State University here in the United States. Uh, Greek international, Vardali. She curves the ball with the inside of her left foot high, and it loops up and over and then bends down under the bar, beating Carolina Violo, and the lead is cut in half just like that with over half an hour to go. The Greek champions are are ecstatic. They're back in the match, and Benfica is kind of looking at each other, wondering what happened there, and the left-footed inside of the foot shot, as I said, looped high and bent just under the bar at the far post, out of reach of Benfica's 19-year-old goalkeeper. But just three minutes later, actually three minutes later, Pauk with the chance to go level, believe it or not, the same. Vardali will take the free kick from about 40 meters away. She'll drop it on a dime in the area, just meters from the goal. And it's right onto the head of of Gatsko. 
Gatsu will try to head it on goal, but she doesn't get a clean header, and the ball goes wide. The opportunity is squandered, and Benfica will make Pauk pay for that. Two minutes later, uh, Pauk's inefficiency is punished as it's Chloe again breaking down the left at pace. She They had no answer for her. She was phenomenal once again in this match. She beats her marker. Comes in same as in the first goal. Okay, um, she's she's running in at goal uh, with the ball on her inside foot on her right foot. She squares it for a late arriving Anasesa. Anasesa can't quite get a clean hit on it, so she redirects it towards still towards goal, and it goes right into the right into the balance foot of Katarina Amado, who quickly, in a very athletic way, repositions her body, receives it on her back foot, turns and fires with her right foot to the far post. Papa Constancio cannot get a finger on it. It goes inside the far post. And Benfica are ahead 3-1 to one with a half hour to play. Very, very good goal for Benfica and putting the Lady Aguiers worries at, at bay there. And you, we will then see. We will then see Befica once again resume control of the match. However, there will be a substitution for Pauk in the 69th. Paterna replaces Carapezza, and we'll see a yellow card to that very Paterna in the 72nd minute. As Chloe has another effort at goal in the 73rd off a free kick, and another one. In the 74th, Papa Constancio makes a nice save on it. And in the 74th, it's Luis Martinez's turn to go to the bench. On comes Amani, the Dutch player, replacing Andrea Faria, the Portugal international. Her day is done. And then Kika will come in for Ana, for Ana Vitoria. Kika, of course, real name, Francisca Nazareth, the youngest player on the team. And she will get some valuable experience playing in this European contest. But Paterna will concede another free kick, fouling Lacasi um, in the 76th. Carol Costa will take the free kick, and Carol Costa's free kick is saved by Papa Constancio. We move ahead to the 80th minute, and this time it is Vardali, the goal scorer, penalized for a free kick on Anasesa. The free kick, the ensuing free kick, will be taken by Chloe Lacasi. Chloe's free kick is saved by Papa Constancio. In the 81st minute, it is another substitution, double substitution for Befica. On comes Beatriz Camero, replacing Nigerian Christy Uchibi. And Varela, uh, Pep, Pareda Varela would come in for Befica. Repla- this is where I get really annoyed with UEFA.com as they're using the players' real names and not necessarily the ones we know them by. It is Evi Pereira. Now I recognize the name. It is Evi coming on for for Nicole Raisla. Silva Sobrino is Nicole Raisla's full name. And um, it is Evi replacing Nicole. And Pauk will also make a substitution as Baxvenio will come on and replace the Colombian Arteta Betancourt. Um and Benfica will have another effort at goal despite being ahead. They're still going forward. It is Evi with the opportunity in the 84th minute. But Papa Constancio with another save. She had a fantastic game, the Greek goalkeeper. Uh, Benfica's final substitution comes in the 86th minute. It is Mathilde coming on for Anasesa. 
And then Pauk will also make a substitution. Uh, Dorian Lee will come on for Spiridondu. And we get five minutes of added time, but there would not be enough, obviously, for Pauk. They would not factor anymore in the match. And Befica would see out the result and cash their ticket to the next round. Befica winners 3-1, to one, and they advance to round, the second preliminary round of this UEFA Women's Champions League. Let's hear now from the mister. Let's hear from Luis Andrade. And you're going to hear him speak in Portuguese. And then you're going to hear it be translated into English. So I won't have to translate that for you. Here is Luis Andrade. First of all, thank you very much. Uh, it was a really beautiful game, a Champions League game. Dar os parabéns às duas equipas do excelente futebol que praticaram dentro deste, deste terreno. Uh, dizer que foi um jogo uh, no qual uh, sentimos algumas dificuldades pela parte do, do, do Pauloc, mas de qualquer maneira dar os parabéns às minhas atletas que fizeram uma grande, mas uma grande, fizeram uma grande, um grande jogo e estamos todos parabéns. Giving congratulations to the, both teams, played really well. Uh, uh, giving the saying that as well, both uh, we have some difficulties during the game because of Paulo was really strong. But main of all, giving uh, how well our team played and giving the congratulations to them. So that's the manager, Luis Andrade, there. And his comment's pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, he is thrilled. And now the draw for the next round will be conducted on the 6th of November in two days' time. That will be on Friday of this week, all right? And um, once, once that information is available, obviously, I will announce it on the next episode. And uh, there will be some episodes this weekend, Uh We've got a unfortunately we've got a bad Benfica men's match to talk about. Uh, we've got the Boavista disaster to talk about. That's coming in the in the coming days. Of course, Benfica tomorrow or by the time you hear this later today, playing in the UEFA Europa League Thursday at home versus Rangers. It's an early kickoff. It's a five fifty five. P, uh, 5.55 p.m., 17.55, uh, kickoff at the Stadio de Luz. The Scottish side Rangers come in for what is going to be the toughest uh, opponent Befica will face in this group stage. Befica coming off a 3-0 loss on the road to Boavista, as we know. And um, I'll give my thoughts on that when we get to that match. But, yeah, Benfica need need to pick up a good result. But I also believe that George Zouj needs to uh, rotate the squad. The squad needs to be freshened. He's running with too many of the same players, too many matches in a row, and he himself has admitted that. And I think that was one factor in the debacle on Monday. It was not the deciding factor, but it was one factor. Um, you'll get my thoughts on that match in the next episode, okay, in episode 96, which I'm hoping to drop on Friday, possibly by Friday, Saturday uh, at the latest. And then, of course, we got this league, uh, this Europa League match to discuss after that. And if this Sunday, it doesn't get any easier. If you can host Sporting Braga, we had a couple results earlier today. Benfica winning the Super Cup in men's volleyball, winning in roller hockey over Ustigrish, and winning on the basketball court tonight 
across the river in Barreiro, uh, beating Barreirense 92-79, if I'm not mistaken, as uh, they improve to 4-0 in men's basketball. That's going to do it for this episode of Mr. Benfica. It's been a pleasure bringing it to you. As always, I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho, and once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Benfica Mr. on Instagram at Mr. Benfica on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. And also don't don't hesitate to shoot me an email, the Mr. Benfica at gmail.com. Um, also, you can any questions, concerns, criticisms, I love them all. Tweet them at me with the hashtag Mr. Benfica. All right. And um, like I said, I'll be back in the next couple days with more stuff, more content. We've got the Bovista debacle to talk about, and I'll give my take on that in the next episode of Mr. Benfica here on the PTB Media Network. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. See ya. Rega Benfica, Força Benfica e Palurbus Unum. We are Benfica, todos por um, one for all. See you next time.